Welcome to Zichudav Siman Memory of Ram Golda and Zimun Sekhus Yuma, Daf Lamed Hey, the third parak, Amralahem Hamamuna. This is going to be an abbreviated shear. So the three topics are going to focus on number one, the Mishnah Daf Lamed Dalad Amabase Bradam El Chalokas. Regarding the value of the big day love, and Rabbi Meir holds that Kongadal would don Pelusian linen worth 12 mana, and in the afternoon they wore Induin linen worth 800 zuz. The Chum held that in the morning he would don linen worth 18 mana, and in the afternoon linen worth 12 mana, altogether worth 30 mana. The Gemara here notes that according to both opinions, the morning linen was worth more and asked for the source. With Huna Breda Rebelai said, the Pusik states the word bud, linen, four times in regard to the morning begun, which teaches that Mufchar Babad, the choices of linens, must be used. Point number two, Rav Huna Bar Yehuda taught a brisa, and some say it was Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda. Achr Shekalsa Avodas Sibor, after the public service was completed. Kohen Shasuho Imo Katonus Lovsha Ba'ovid Ba'avodas Yachid. Akona's mother made a tunic for him, would don it and perform the private service in it. Provide they transferred the tunic to the public for temple use. Rashi explains that more calls the removal of the pan and the ladle from the Kodesh Kodeshim a private service because it's not needed for the public's kapara. Rather, it's the Kohen Gadol's personal obligation to clear away the kaling from that place. Therefore, he may perform the avoda in the katonas made by his mother. But since the service is part of the public Yom Kippur avoda, it must be performed in begotten belonging to the base of Migdash. The Gemara asks what the point of teaching this is. Once ownership is transferred, it's obvious that he may serve in it. The Gemara answers that we might have said, We should be concerned that he didn't transfer the ownership well, meaning wholeheartedly, which would invalidate the avoda. The Tana, therefore, is coming to teach, so we do not need to be concerned. And point number three is taught in the Brisa, Aniva Ashiva Rasha Bain Ladin. A poor person, a wealthy person, and a wicked person come to judgment. To the poor person, they say, Lama Lo Why did you not engage in Torah learning? If he says he was poor and was preoccupied with his sustenance, they can say to him, Kum Ani Hayisa Yosemit Hillel, were you any poorer than Hillel? The Gemara goes on to describe the extent of Hillel's poverty and an incident when he could not afford to enter the base of Midrash to learn from Shemaya and Avitalion. To the wealthy person who claims he was too busy with managing his wealth, they say, Kum Asher Ayisa Yosme Rebel Azman Kharsom, were you wealthier than Rebel Azman Kharsom? The Gemara details how his immense wealth didn't deter him from learning Torah. To the wicked person who claims that he was handsome and tangled in his eight so hard, they ask him if Kum Nai Hayisim Yosem, were you more handsome than Yosef? The Gemara describes how Yosef was able to overcome the temptation of Ashes Potiphar. The Gemara concludes, Nimsa Hila Machayvas Anim, so once again, the three topics are number one. The Mishnah Daf Lamed Daladam Beis Bradam Al Kokos writing the value of the big day loven. Mer holds the Kongadal would done Pelusian linen worth twelve mana, and in the afternoon he wore Hinduian linen worth eight hundred zuz. The Chum held that in the morning he would don linen worth eighteen mana, and in the afternoon linen worth twelve mana, altogether worth thirty mana. The Gemara here notes that according to both opinions, the morning linen was worth more and asked for the source. Rav Huna Breda Rebbe said, the Pusik states the word bud, linen, four times in regard to the morning begotten, which teaches that mufchar bud, the choices of linens, must be used. Point number two, Rav Huna Bar Yehuda taught a price, and some say it was Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda. After the public service was completed, Akona's mother made a tunic for him, would don it and perform the private service in it, provided that he transfers the tunic to the public for temple use. Rush explains the more calls the removal of the pan and the ladle from the Kodesh Kadashim a private service, because it's not needed for the public's kapara. Rather, it's the Kongadal's personal obligation to clear away the kaling from that place. Therefore, he may perform the avoda in the katonas made by his mother. But since the service is part of the public Yom Kippur avoda, it must be performed in begun belonging to the base of Migdash. 
Gemara asks what the point of teaching this is. Once ownership is transferred, it's obviously conservative. The Gemara answer we might have said, We should be concerned that he didn't transfer the ownership well, meaning wholeheartedly, which would invalidate the avoda. The Tana, therefore, is coming to teach that we do not need to be concerned. And point number three was taught in Abraisa, Aniva Ashiva Rasha Bain Ladin. A poor person, a wealthy person, and a wicked person come to judgment. To the poor person, they say, Why do you not engage in Torah learning? If he says he was poor and was preoccupied with his substance, so they can say to him, Kum Ani Hayisa Yosme Hillel, were you any poorer than Hillel? The Gord goes on to describe the extent of Hillel's poverty and an incident where he could not afford to enter the base of Middash to learn from Shemai and Avtalion. To the wealthy person who claims he was too busy with managing his wealth, they say, Kum Asher Ayisa Yosme Rebelezben Kharsom, were you wealthier than Rebelezben Kharsom? The Gemara details how his immense wealth did not deter him from learning Torah. To the wicked person who claims he was handsome and entangled in the Yetzor, they ask him if Kum Nai Hayisim Yosef, were you more handsome than Yosef? The Gemara describes how Yosef was able to overcome the temptation of Ashish Potiphar. The Gemara concludes, Nimsa Hila Mechayevus Anim, Rebelezben Kharsom Mechayevus Ashirim, Yosef Mechayevus Vashayim. All right, so now we go to our Simper Daf Lamed Hey, and our standard simon is a children's choir singing La, La, La. So here goes. The cute little children's choir decked out in the finest linen robes that their adoring mothers made for them, sang the You Have No Excuses song if you're poor, wealthy, or handsome. Once again, slow motion. The cute little children's choir, children's choir, that must be more Daf Lamed Hey. La, la, la. The cute little children's choir decked out in the finest linen robes, which reminds the Mishan Daf Lamed Dalad on the base brought him out close regarding the value of the big day love and Rebbe Merholds the Kohen Gadol with Don Peluzi linen worth 12 mana. In the afternoon, he wore Hinduing linen worth 800 zuz. The Chamim held that in the morning, he would don linen worth 18 mana. In the afternoon, linen worth 12 mana, altogether worth 30 mana. The Gemara here notes that according to both opinions, the morning linen was worth more and asked for the source. Rav Huna Breda Rav said the Pasuk states the word bud, linen four times in regard to the morning begotim, which teaches that mufkarbabad, the choices of linens, must be used. So the cute little children's choir decked out in the finest linen robes that their adoring mothers made for them, which reminds that after the public service was completed, a whose mother made a katonis for him would don it and perform the private service of Otis Yachid in it, provided he transfers the katonis to the public for temple use. Rush explains the more calls the removal of the machta and the kaf from the Kodesh Kadashim and the Vodas Yachid, because not needed for the public's kapar. Rather, it's the Kohen Gadol's personal obligation to clear away the kaling from that place. Therefore, he may perform the avoda in the katonis made by his mother. But since this service is part of the public Yom Kippur avoda, it must be performed in Begani, belonging to the base of Migdash. So the Gemara asks what the point of teaching this is. Once the ownership is transferred, it's obvious he may serve in it. The Gemara answers that we might have said, Nechush Shemulim Serena Yafa Yafa. We should be concerned that he didn't transfer the ownership well, meaning wholeheartedly, which would invalidate the avoda. The Tana, therefore, is coming to teach that we do not need to be concerned. So the cute little children's choir decked out in the finest linen robes that their adoring mothers made for them, sang the You Have No Excuses song if you're poor, wealthy, or handsome. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bright, a poor person, a wealthy person, and a wicked person come to judgment on why they didn't learn Torah. To the poor person, they say, were you any poorer than Hillel? And they describe the extent of Hillel's poverty. To the wealthy person, they say, were you wealthier than Rebbe and Rechassom? And describe how his immense wealth didn't deter him from learning Torah. And to the person who got caught up with his Yetzirah, they say, were you more handsome than Yosef? Describing how he was able to overcome his temptation of Ashes Potiphar. And the Gemara concludes, Nimse Hila Mechayvus Anim, Rechassim Yosef Mechayvus Rishayim. So once again, the cute little children's choir decked out in the finest linen robes that their adoring mothers made for them, saying that you have no excuses song if you're poor, wealthy, or handsome. All right, so that concludes this year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.